Happy Sunday, fellas. Excited to do a podcast today. Welcome to Tennessee Titans Talk. This is Free Agent Week. We made it. Antonio Brown finally got moved, so I can stop getting my hopes up. Landon, what are your thoughts on a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown? Well, he's also getting a three-year, $51 million contract the rest of the way, but only two years of that is guaranteed. And for Oakland, I think that's got to be a still just because it's not like they're going to use that cap space on a bunch of other guys in the next couple of years, so why not get a top three receiver for a couple mid-round picks? John, I don't think it's a steal because I think he's crazy. This guy is Bleach's mustache crazy. I think this was always about him getting new guaranteed money, John. What do you think? I think it's a steal. It sounds like someone's a little jealous. Uh, <laughs> I think it would have been interesting to see him in two-tone blue, but I think you know the fact that the Raiders – got him for a three and a five is absolutely insane so you gotta look at the momentum i mean they essentially replaced amari cooper with antonio brown and you know they got a, a first and a first round pick. i mean you yeah. know that's that, it's a deal <laughs> maybe there is some foreboding for me but i don't feel that but i don't know maybe you guys are right but i just wouldn't want the headache but i also in the same breath, I've watched this guy play. He's unbelievable talent. But it'll be interesting to see how they do uh, this year. I think they have a talented quarterback. We'll see if they can get offensive line repaired. Do you think – how many wins do you think this adds to the Raiders in 2019, Landon? I think two or three depending on the direction they go because if they're still kind of looking to rebuild and just get higher picks and more assets, then obviously they're not going to be in the business of trying to win. But if this was just like a one quick year rebuild with all these picks and Brown, then I see him getting three ish more wins. Big fella, would they would they tank and give him that money at the same time, or what do you think? How many wins is he worth for uh, the soon to be Vegas Raiders I, this year? I don't know. It's hard to tell because I think by all accounts, the Oakland Oakland Raiders definitely underachieved last year, whereas two years ago they were you know yeah like two years ago they were one of the teams to beat in the NFL. I think they've got a lot of the talent. They've, you know, obviously shipped out Khalil Mack. That definitely cost them probably some wins this year. Maybe it's a wash between, you know, losing Khalil Mack and getting Antonio Brown. I'd probably put them in that division. I mean, it's a tough division. I might put them at 10 wins, 11 wins. Whoa, whoa, Landon, what do you think? I, I can see that, but right now, John, I think you're a little bit crazy. They're I'm a flag like, football team right now. Who's going to play defense for them next year? It, I mean, they have a lot of the pieces. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, Big fella, I, I, respect your, I, I respect your football opinion a lot, so I, that's giving me a lot to think about. But I, I just look at their defense, and I, I don't see a 500 team. But, I mean, Their defense know. sucks. It does. But, you know, I mean, they've got some high draft picks on that team, and, you know, who knows what they'll do with these draft picks. I mean, especially – Today's day and age, we see, you know, first-rounders turn into instant starters and game-changers. Um, I'm convinced there are a couple of those look, guys look at in Indy. the draft. Oh, there yeah, are. Look at, look, look yeah. at Indy. And, I mean, I think, I think, you know, especially if they decide to hit free agency and, you know, fill up one or two of their needs on defense and then do the rest of the draft, I think they could be instantly and dramatically improved. Um, I think at least two or three of their first four picks have to be on defense. Just because think of how so. terrible it is. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, who knows? Maybe well, they've got a lot to to, to yeah, make. So, right, yeah. they have so much draft capital, and I mean to think they have two firsts next year. So I mean, 
I think to your point earlier about they want to make a splash and that's their plan. I think it's their plan for 2020. But this Antonio Brown kind of muddies that water because uh, I don't think he's a 2020 or 2021. 20, they want to have him on the team, but I think his best year as a Raider will be this coming year because he's uh, 30 years old. With Antonio yeah. Brown out of the way, and I'm so glad because I'm tired of – I'm just waiting to see what happens. Big fella for me, the big storyline in the NFL now that Antonio Brown has, has found a new home. What are the Cardinals going to do with the first pick, and how does that affect Josh Rosen? Slash, what is Josh Rosen's value? I think that's going to be the big storyline as we get closer to the draft. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, obviously everybody has been speculating with the top pick since December. We all knew who had it, pretty much. We knew the, we knew of the couple of the, we knew about a couple of the options before any of the college players actually declared for the draft. You know, everybody knew Bosa was going to be up there. Um, you know, people probably thought Quinnen Williams maybe, and yeah. you know, maybe he's in the conversation still. You know, you never know. But yeah, and then obviously Kyler Murray, nobody knew what he was, he was going to do with football, baseball. He's uh, he's undersized for the position. I can't tell you how many times. I mean, everybody knows we've heard that every single year, everywhere about Drew Brees and Russell Wilson and this and that, and they're undersized. They're under. They're six feet or under. They're not going to be good quarterbacks. You never know. Um, I think there are more cases for, you know, successful short quarterbacks. Maybe Kyler Murray has a pretty good shot to be one of them. I think him measuring at 5'10 instead of 5'8. Watching film of Oklahoma, sometimes he looked 5'8 to me. I think that extra two inches made him a legitimate chance to be uh, the number one pick in this draft. Well, Oklahoma's O-line is also very close to NFL size, and Mm -hmm. a bunch of their guys are going to go to the NFL too, so – it's just different than some college O-lines, which are a lot smaller. True. Landon, do you think Josh Rosen will get Arizona a first-round pick in trade return if they do, in fact, draft Kyler Murray? I've heard people all over the NFL and the national media circuit this week. I've heard some guys say, oh, he'll won't get more than a third. Then I've had a, <clears throat> other people that think like me that think that, that he'll get a first-round pick. If they trade Rosen, they will get first-round value for him. Everybody's all over the board there. Landon, what, what do you think his value is? I see a first or maybe a high second just because these playoff teams like the Chargers or New England, especially the Chargers, like if they gave up pick 28 for Josh Rosen as Rivers' successor when he was a top 10 pick last year, I think he's better. he would be the best quarterback this year a bunch of these teams are going to give away their late first for him i think or maybe i disagree i disagree i mean look how hard the steelers were holding steadfast to oh we're not gonna let antonio brown go without a one and they settled for a three and a five right but it's arizona hasn't set those demands yeah arizona hasn't said we're not right and they haven't so i mean big fella i think one is a 30 year old crazy receiver that wants a new huge contract. And one is a guy whose signing bonus has already been paid. He'll be paid very little, and he's locked in for the next four years if he exercises fifth-year option. Although he threw 11 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, we all watched some uh, Arizona Cardinals football last year. Their offensive line was historically bad. If you liked him coming out of UCLA, you probably still like him. If you didn't, you probably don't. So probably half the teams do, half of them don't. I do think they'll get first-round value for him because just because Antonio Brown didn't generate that value didn't mean other guys will. Teddy Bridgewater was saying, traded no. for a third-round pick. I, I just think Rosen, there's got to be four or five teams, think he can be their long-term answer at quarterback. Yeah, the, and the Antonio Brown comparison was nothing about Antonio Brown. It was about GMs. It was about the Steelers, you know, a traditional franchise who is pretty 
steadfast in what they're going to do. They say they want a first, and, you know, up until Friday, they were like, we're getting a first. And, you know, then he goes for three and a five. I'm, I'm not saying anything about Antonio Brown. It's about the teams. You know, I would be so shocked if anybody gives up a first for Josh Rosen. Number one, you have to find the team who's going to do it, right? But, I mean, you, everybody thinks the Giants are the team to do it, but they're sitting there, you know, with a pretty high draft pick. They could just pick Haskins if they want. I don't Especially think if that they up. will do it because if they liked Rosen, they would have picked him second last year. I don't think I don't, they're one of the teams that like Rosen. I don't think they did like Rosen. I don't think a lot of people liked Rosen. I mean, I feel like – I think like, half the teams didn't. I agree with you. Yeah, I feel like the teams that were even lobbying for Rosen were lukewarm on him at best because, you know, there was the commitment – there was a question about his commitment to football and wanting to be the rah-rah leader type guy. I don't – His future health. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people right, liked that's him. that's true. I think the fact that he went in the first round last year was, you know, to me, I was I was surprised he went in the first round. Really? I was. I, I was surprised I, he lasted to 10. I feel totally different. Watching his film last year, he he can make NFL throws. Now, there's a lot of guys that can make an NFL throw or two and, and don't have the other fabric to be it. But I think the guy has NFL potential. And I was surprised to see him. I thought he would go inside the top 10, uh, not at 10. So that's the thing about it. John, I know you know your football, and that's the thing about Rosen. I, I think half the teams like him and half the teams don't. And we're going to find out. We know the teams in the top ten didn't like him enough to pick him. So we need to see about these other teams that didn't have a top ten pick. The question is, do the Redskins like him? Do the Miami Dolphins like him? Do the New England Patriots like him? And so on and so forth. So I think that's the big question. We're going to find out here if they do, in fact, go with Kyler Murray what his value is, and uh, if he if he's a second or third-round pick or they hold on to him, there, there hasn't been value there. But I think we're going to find out here between now and the draft. I think they're just – I think if they're seriously considering Kyler Murray, they're going to try to get whatever they can for Rosen. And I think if they have to settle for an early three or a late two, they'll do it. Yeah, they'll to take To kind it. of put themselves in the situation they want to be in. They'll take it um, Yeah. I would be. I would be absolutely floored. Lord, you can actually mark it right now. Okay. March 10th, 3, 3 10 p.m. Central Time. The Cardinals will not get a first round pick for Josh Rosen. All right. Landon, write that in the big fella prediction. Book. Take, take it to it. the bank. And hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But So the question is going to become at the end of the first round, in my opinion, after 20, I think Murray will, of course, be off the board. I think Haskins will be off the board. And I think Drew Locke will be off the board. Question is going to be, who do you like better, Josh Rosen or Daniel Jones? I've watched their tape. I like Josh Rosen. Landon, if you're if you're New England and you want to pick, because we are to the point now where Tom Brady wants to play to 45. He's pushing 42. You could get a guy on a rookie contract and actually see him play based on how long uh, Brady wants to play. So if you're at 32, what do you do, Jones or Rosen? I personally would take Rosen just because I think he's – a good bit better than Jones as a prospect. Jones sails his passes way too much for my liking. Like, he has the arm strength. He just doesn't have the zip. And the difference is you have Jones for one more year, but in the grand scheme of things, if he's your long-term answer, that one year doesn't matter that much. Exactly. So, I guess based on that big fella, I, I could see him going in the first round. In fact, if they move on him, I, I expect just because the value of quarterbacks in this league, and we've seen that historically, the value that they get, you mentioned earlier Quinnen Williams, big fella. I was impressed. I, I think he could be in the top one picture still, and I, I wouldn't be 
I wouldn't be super surprised if he goes one or two. I think, if anything, his combine shot his draft stock way up. He looks like Aaron Donald light, yet he was a bit bigger from his combine. I can see him being a Jet. I think there's I, a good chance. Yeah, I, I could see that too. Uh, as good as he is, having played D tackle, <laughs> I, I I really could care less how fast Quinn Quinn Williams runs the forty, but that it shows his athleticism. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, really, you just need to know his first couple steps, right? And how quick he can shoot out and get those hands out. And you know, I mean, I think he's just incredible. Right. And I, I think he's going to make some team. Really, really happy, and I'll be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was incredible for a guy that big to move it. What was a four eight four? Like that's insane. Yeah, his split, his ten yard split was a bit less than Donald's, and he had a couple of drills where he slipped. But it seems like a bunch of the defensive guys this year just kind of tried to guess where they're supposed to go next, and they just kind of messed up during the drills. I think he lacks top ten explosive like athleticism, as productive and as good as he was. I could see him going six. I could see a guy like Montez Sweat, very competitive, uh, had 12 sacks last year uh, in the SEC. So I, I could see a guy like that, just his upside, j- jumping a guy like Williams possibly, a lot or two in front of him, just based on his upside and, and everything like that. That guy is unbelievable. And, yeah, he was a workout warrior. He also – Of course. I mean, I, I think the only person that wowed anybody more than Williams is Montez Sweat. I mean, he's incredible. If I were, if I were in the Titans – War room, he'd probably be at the top of my board. Oh, yeah, 6'6", yeah. six, six, 260, low 4'4s. Four Whoa, brother. He, wow. He's the fastest 40 um, for a defensive lineman in the modern era. It's like yeah. un, unheard of and unreal. And I think that just kind of speaks to the the types of athletes that are coming out of college these days. Absolutely. And, hybrids and, it's just oh, and the preparation they get for the yeah, combine. That's, that's a good point, too. And we've heard for two years about how good this – Draft class is going to be at the defensive line. Um, and the combine showed us that, you know, they're, this is very legit. And it's exciting for us as Titan fans because we, we need a youth movement. Uh, we need more bodies at defensive line. And somewhere, I think, in the first two rounds of this draft, we're, we're going to find one of these guys. And guys that would normally maybe go late first are going to go in the second because of all this talent. You know, you guys are excited. When I watched this, I thought, we're going to get one of these guys at some point. And, and I'm pumped. Not maybe not Sweater Williams, but we're going to get a good defensive lineman because they weren't the only two guys that that sort of showed out last week. I really, I, I really like this defensive line and edge group because I think probably a fringe top five player, Jeffrey Simmons, tore his ACL, so it, he wasn't even playing. And just the whole group just looks so impressive. Even if we wait till our second round pick at fifty-one, there's going to be someone really good there. Oh, Absolutely. definitely. I mean, I'm just looking at one mock draft here, and I, I think. You know, Landon, I know you're really high on him, but Ed Oliver, I mean, as of last year, you know, people were talking about him being like a top top three pick, and now he's sliding down to the 20s. So, I mean, the fact no. that he can be a possibility for us at 19, I don't know yeah. if I like him as much as you did. But, but at 19, though, right, big fella? It's like, oh, at 19, <laughs> go for it. You have to pull the trigger. Absolutely. I mean, right now, this mock draft has him going 21 to the Seahawks. I don't think he gets past Cleveland at 17. I tend to agree, but crazy things happen. And what, we, what we're what we hoping for, when you're drafting 19, you're hoping for somebody to slide who's actually awesome. You're hoping for Derwin James type stuff happen where a guy just goes 10 picks after he really should have. And it's just a matter of 
who got shuffled and, and this or that. So that's your hope as a Titans fan that you see a guy like that. I think Cleveland, I think they're going to be in the market for a lot of offensive talent. I mean, you know, they just traded for Olivier Vernon. So, I mean, it, it'll be official next week, but. That's true, but he's more of a defensive end or edge. Yeah, right? but look he's at all their look interior. at all the defensive pieces. I just don't see them. You I know, think what Big Fell is getting at is what they traded to get him, and they're gonna right. they may look to, for that in the draft. I know they have a guy they drafted last year for interior offensive line, but if they have any sense at all, they're they're gonna look offense. Or even even still, I mean, maybe with all these teams looking at defensive line, and they've got a pretty stout defensive line, maybe they look at some other positions to help them. I mean, in this yep. mock draft, it has them taking Marquise Brown. At 17. Uh, He's, he won't go that high now because he had lens frac surgery recently. Yeah, but I, you never I, know. Well, we yeah, say that, was, but we, we should yeah. say we don't necessarily expect a five foot eight slot receiver coming off uh, He's like surgery to, to go there. Five but, nine, five ten. I don't think uh, he's that guy is so eight. fast, but that, that, that is rich for a slot receiver that's coming off injury. But, you know, we'll see. We will definitely see. Fellas, in the time we have left, let's talk about free agency. Let's talk about the Titans, uh, fellas. Uh, give me your dream scenario of a player that falls in our lap. We we have gotten a marquee free agent the last two seasons. I could see John Robinson doing the exact same. We've, uh, we, we're on our fifth-year option on Mariota, so we've still got the money for the season. What's your ideal guy that comes to Nashville this week, John? Uh, I've got a couple ideas here. Before we even get to that, I want us to take care of Kenny Vaccaro, get him taken care of, and get. I would like to bring Derek Morgan back because I was a big fan of him when we drafted him. I love that he chose to stay here in Nashville because he had unfinished business. I He's think he still has it. He is a vet. He, you know, and we don't. You know, a lot of teams. It, it, it's very rare anymore when you see a, a player get to his third contract with the team. So I'd like to see that happen. But after that. I've got a couple interesting scenarios, one of which I really – I think he's rated in the 40s or 50s as far as free agents go. I would, I would like to see Quan Alexander from the Bucks come here. And not that I think we need a bunch of, de- a bunch of linebackers, but I think he has the potential to be a really great player. What gets him in trouble is he's overly aggressive and doesn't make a lot of smart plays at times. So I think if he can learn under Wesley Woodyard, he can kind of combine the two and be uh, – a, a, a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker. I mean, he already is a Pro Bowl linebacker, um, but consistently, maybe even be an All Pro. You never know. So I think yeah. he'd be interesting. And then and we've got four good off-ball linebackers, so, so we'd yeah. have plenty of depth. Right. We and that you can never have too much depth, especially with the defense we're going to run and with the amount of players we're going to have. And I obviously, I always want some some edge players. So you know, the guys that are out there like. Terrell Suggs, Cam Wake, Clay Matthews, you know, a couple of those guys, you know, older, not going to be top dollar. Um, that's real old, those guys. It is, but it's they're like, still that, all very productive that, that's players. That's like a Hall of Fame uh, list right there now. Oh, I'm not saying but all You're three. right. They, they are. Not all three. No, I'm just I saying. Mean, no, no, I just mean yeah. those guys are, uh, they seem really they're over the They're not their prime. They seem really over their heel to me. That's yeah, not I'm, second act. That would be sort of like. Right, this you would know. probably be their last team. I mean, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to argue with the, any of those players' production. I mean, yeah, Clay Matthews, he had a rough year. You know, he's the re, you know he is the reason for the personal foul flag, pretty much. Yeah, so, refs don't like him. Yeah, and nobody likes him. And I, I hate players with long hair. So you know, I'd I'd make a condition that we give him a a, a crew cut or something, <laughs> give him a high and tight, <laughs> get a, get get those golden locks out of here. Um, but I think it'd be interesting. 
I've seen a lot of reports where people want Zadarius Smith, Smith, and then obviously, you know, maybe some center help. So Matt Paradis or Mitch Morse. Those are some of my some of my guys on my list. And here's here's one bargain player. I think we sh- we should try to get. I think we should try to get Corderell Patterson. So Dory Jackson does not have to play special teams. And I really we like can that. Have... I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We just... I think Cordero... every couple of weeks yeah. Jackson gets hurt on special teams. Gets yeah. hurt or he tries to catch some stupid ball. Um, and Patterson <sighs> has a lot of value on special teams, and, and oh, yeah. he would be an affordable player. I, w- I would think. For me, guys, it's going to sound – I'm going to sound like a generic fan here. And uh, usually the guys at the top of the free agent list are not great values. But it seems like we're kind of swinging for the fences. Uh, just look at our draft last year and look at uh, free agency uh, last season. I, I really have been impressed with Trey Flowers. I know he's uh, – Landon thinks he's going to cost $17 million a year. 15 to 17. And I know if we – Ish. If we sign this guy this week, it's going to be like, wow, another Patriots free agent. It'll be our fourth – uh, big one. Uh, that Patriots pipeline. But when I watch film of Trey Flowers, I see a short Calais Campbell. Although this guy, he'll be 26 at the start of, of this season. Uh, I just think the guy can do so much in so many ways. And this is our chance before we uh, have a really expensive quarterback potentially to, to get a guy like that. And I think defensive line is a big need. That way we could focus on the interior offensive line or receiver or or something like that with the draft. What do you, what's y'all's reaction if we get Trey Flowers $16 million a year this week? It's a bit pricey, but that's just how the market goes. And I'd like him as an end next to Casey. What do you think, Big I'm not as on board with Flowers as, you know, a lot of people are. I mean, yeah, he's a good player. But, you know, if he costs $15, $16, 17000000 dollars, you know, what does that say about our affordability for other players? Does it say, like, Oh, well, we can we can sign Flowers if we, you know, drop Morgan or you know we we sacrifice somewhere else. But like, I'd rather get a handful of quality players than one potentially. Bust well, it looks the like we have the player. cap room outright, big fella. So we'll see. I mean, uh, but, uh, but that, it does look like not... we have one more home run swing in us, and we we can still try to find value down the line here. And we still have to consider extending Byard. Fair. But to me, the salary cap in the NFL, it's like, well, we just move things around. There's just very few uh, teams that are just really totally hamstrung. Look at what Jacksonville, who, what all they've done the last three off seasons, and they're able to do this to that. Yeah, they're going to lose some talent, uh, Malik Jackson, namely, uh, by by signing um, um, everybody's best friend, Nick Foles. Uh, they're going to lose some talent there. But, I mean, I just feel like you sign these guys, and then you see if they stick, and then you kind of deal with it. Uh, down the road, it has only really hamstrung like the Redskins and Cowboys yeah. and uh, Saints. I think. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville but, had to cut four guys to get Foles and just right. to have room. That was really just because they had to pay Blake Bortles that money. Yeah, so it was really based on their s- stupid decision to extend Blake Bortles, and they owe him sixteen million dollars next year, whether he's on the team or not. So, thank you, Jacksonville. Our own free agents, we're going to wrap up with this. Obviously, you mentioned John Vaccaro. Hopefully, he's a priority for us. Really impressed with him. What do you think about um, What do you think about Spain? Are we going to see him? <laughs> somebody give him starter God, money? God, or... I hope not. I hope he gets out of here. I, I'm, I've never been a fan of Quentin Spain. Yeah. Ever. I know you're not. We've talked about that. But I'd like to see him back for depth. Or I just am really curious to see what the market for a guy like that's going to be. I think, you know, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot here. So, 
He's been a starter for the last two years. If we if we bring somebody in and use him for depth, he's going to be a disgruntled player. He's not. I just think he's got to go. He he has not shown me, you know, a, enough to say, oh yeah, he's worth it. I think he's a goof. I just yeah. Hopefully, we bring somebody in through free agency or the draft that makes us, um, you know, totally forget about him because as inconsistent as he was, uh, we've had worse. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Elena. Yeah, I agree. I don't really think that Spain will be be back because there's just so many options in free agency in the draft. Not that they're all better than Spain, just that they might not cost as much or they might be better scheme fits. So I doubt he'll be back. But Quentin Spain, literally his best play is chugging beer with a catfish at a, at a Predators game. That is his best play ever. Big um... fella, that's anybody's <laughs> best play. <laughs> we could all be so lucky guys i think it's time to wrap up my girlfriend is here in the studio with me she's sitting next to me and in the process of this podcast she's fallen sound asleep so guys great job as usual we've done our job boring girlfriends everywhere i guess we'll be back once wednesday hits and people are signing everywhere Hey, catch back with us, guys, on Wednesday. We'll give you some immediate reaction on free agent news. Thanks for all the listens and follows, but follow us and rate us on. Do it. Any, anywhere you find the podcast, guys, we'll talk to you Wednesday.